Hello and welcome to the British English Podcast with your host Charlie Baxter. And uh, yeah, if you haven't heard before, then this show is all about British culture and teaching you British English. And today we're going to go down the culture route and give you a,、uh, a game show, a panel show. The UK has a lot of panel shows. We're talking about TV shows, if you didn't know what a panel show is,、uh, that consists of mainly comedians trying to be. Witty and deliver a good argument for something. And、uh, today's panel show is called Room 101. And this is basically bringing suggestions that you find annoying and you want to ban them from life. And I thought, who would be good at this? And then it dawned on me that I'd need to reach out to Martin from Rock and Roll English. So, hello, Martin. Thank you very much for being here. Hello, Charlie. Thanks for having me here. I noticed you said there the panelists try to be witty. So I'm going to do my best. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> I cannot guarantee anything, but I'll do my yeah, best. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Yeah. Let's get straight into it. There are different ways that they did this show because it went for so long, but I'm going to go through all different modes of them, really. Part one with the old. School way of doing it, and part two, progressing on to the next one, and part three, the most recent form of the show. But、uh, yeah, so part one is basically you telling me your issue, and then I come back with hopefully a slightly well thought out argument, and then we we battle it out, and then we decide together whether it goes into room 101. Room 101, guys, imagine. This is like a hole that is covered by like a bank vault, and it's a trap. Basically, no one's allowed in or out after that thing goes in. Okay, Martin, what is your first item or thing that you want to put in room one hundred and one? I don't want to start too heavy. Okay, so I'm going to go for something a bit lighter. Okay, to start with. Okay, so the first one I'm going to put in room one hundred and one is. Fizzy or sparkling water, okay. Ah, fizzy or sparkling water, okay. Wh- whatever you want to call it, yeah. Whatever you want to call it, yeah. Okay, fizzy or sparkling water. Can you tell us why you'd like to ban this thing? So, if you're thirsty, it doesn't even quench my thirst. I don't even feel like I've had something to drink. Water as well. I kind of feel like water's great. Yeah, it's been there since the start. Just normal water. Okay, and then someone just thought, well, you know what, water's great, but why don't I try and change it? Don't change it. I feel like it's, you know, the wheel. Okay, so you've got the wheel; it's round. It does a great job, and I kind of feel that was the same with water. Water was doing a great job. Okay, so now using my wheel example, it would be like someone saying, "Why don't we make this square?" And、oh. then saying, "Yeah, no, that's a good idea." I thought you were going to be quite、Just、literal and and say, imagine putting bubbles in the wheel. Yeah, no, that <laughs> makes more sense. Yes,、yeah, no, it it's like the wheel's fine. It's doing a great job. It's doing what it's there for. Just leave it. Why why make it fizzy? It's it just has no sense. Yeah, I see your point. Immediately when you when you say that, it makes me think of the first moment at dinner when you sit down and they give you、oh, that exactly that question. And to be fair, it does create a bit of tension, doesn't it? Exactly, unnecessarily. 
because the the still water was doing a great job before. So it's just causing problems for everyone. For example, my wife loves it. So we always need to get oh. two bottles because I, I won't touch it. I, w- I would rather die of thirst than drink <laughs> fizzy water. I'd like to see you running a marathon and then they hand you cups of carbonated water. I'd like to let you know that we now have an official app released for the British English podcast. You can now listen to this podcast on the new app and get all of the learning resources along with it. And for those of you who are just listening on your favourite podcast app, then I've got a present for you. Download the app, sign up to the course called Free Podcast Worksheets and you will find every single episode available for you to listen to along with the free worksheet for that episode. A huge resource right there waiting for you to enjoy. So go download it right now at your app store, either by typing in BEP, BEP, or the British English Podcast. Links are also in the show notes. Enjoy this episode. That's what I mean. So, for example, if you're running a marathon, really, who would actually drink that? I who know. would actually drink that? That would just be stupid. Yeah. Why? Because it doesn't quench your thirst enough. It's just it just shows how it's just unnecessary. Yeah. Would your wife? <laughs> I'm not actually 100 percent sure. I must admit, I haven't seen her running any marathons <laughs> lately. But so, yeah, we'll have to see. I'll, I'll just enter in, her into the London Marathon and... When she gets to mile 21. (laughs) See how it goes. Yeah. Some people think that it cleanses the palate a little bit. It sort of neutralizes the mouth from the previous taste to the next taste. I think I've heard that. I haven't Googled it, but what do you think? I've not. But I must admit, you're, you're not filling me with confidence with your scientific research here of, I think I've heard that. But I mean... I think with anything these days, though, you can always find some kind of study that supports it. I remember seeing once a study that had been done that said drinking one glass of red wine has the same effect as going to the gym for an hour. And (laughs) no, seriously, I'll, I'll try and find it. But that's what I mean. You can just get a study to say anything these days did you see where it was where the research came from like what university (laughs) the only reason i saw it was because a doctor that i know that i'm friends with on facebook shared it and was basically saying i can't believe this article was actually being published right so i didn't go into do too much research into it i must admit but i do think you can find studies that's that say for example i don't know if if you drink 10, 10 beers every day, then you're more intelligent. Like it's, <laughs> you can find things to say to support whatever argument you want. But the fact is, still water was doing a great job. Like, you know, it comes from the springs and stuff. God made it. I mean, God didn't make fizzy water, did he? Well, if you really want to go down that route, I suppose if you believe that, didn't God make carbon dioxide? <laughs> I, I'm not actually sure. I can't. Actually, I haven't read the Bible in a while because at school we we had to read the Bible because I went to a Catholic school. But um, I definitely didn't see that. I saw that like God made heaven and earth and 
Yeah, it didn't quite go into the detail as as uh, <laughs> carbon dioxide. Yeah, fair enough. I do think it's a silly suggestion and it, it does provide awkwardness when you're wanting to just get on with the conversation at the beginning of a dinner. And it divides the table because as you've just exactly. pointed out, your wife wants one thing, you want another thing. It, it does. And some people find it a bit snobby. Like, no, I'll just yeah. have tap water. And then other people are like, what? You'll have tap water? Mm. You disgust me. What... Would you go for bottled or tap now we're talking about that? Before, I, I would have gone for tap. But after living in Italy for so long, that tap water is kind of <laughs> considered the same as just a suicide note. I would now go for bottled water. And in fact, even in the UK now, I, I still drink bottled water. Although we do have one of those, um, what are they called, with like the filter things so you put what, you're that, bringing this to the restaurant. So you get the tap water, and you've got one of those filters, and then <laughs> I never leave the house without it. You can't, can you? <laughs> like this massive jug which has you like get halfway there, it's spilled. Water. Come on, we've got to go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I, ca- I carry it everywhere. Um, no, but so we have that at home, or I drink bottled water. So now, yeah, I would actually probably be a bit of a snob and turn my nose up at tap water um, only because as well lots of people in italy told me lots of things about tap water and so so now i would definitely bottled yeah that is actually relatively interesting for people who come over to the uk and then they assume that everyone would have bottled water mm. it's quite normal to have tap water oh, yeah. in a restaurant in the uk totally and yeah. and we do sometimes judge others that don't feel comfortable with tap water mm. You know, the judgy people. (laughs) Not me, of course. Okay, so do I give you permission to enter this into Room 101? I've also heard something about it helping with hiccups, as in helping prevent hiccups, not helping with them. I've not heard that one, but I do have a guaranteed way to get rid of hiccups, okay, if you're interested. I can't believe this isn't a bigger thing. And I I learned this in school with a teacher. It's it's crazy, but I guarantee 100% it will work. I feel like... Before you tell me, I feel like everyone has one up their sleeve. And then when you're in desperate need, they tell you it and it doesn't work. No. And then they say, oh, no, but it, it works in a different situation. Look, this is a breakthrough. I'm not sure if I should get some kind of patent before sharing this, <laughs> but it 100% works. It's not sometimes. It, if you do it 100 times, it, it will work 100 times. Wow. Okay. So go for it. What you need to do, you need to get someone to help you. It's a two two-man job one person to oh, help wow. you yeah so you and the other person are the two people involved okay, okay. so you've got so the hiccups. You, if you live alone so you're screwed it's a problem yeah so you've got the hiccups this is quite good for the if people are watching this on youtube you have to put your hands above your head like this okay the other person puts the drink like in into your mouth okay and you you're drinking like imagine you're drinking now like, and you have to slowly, really, really slowly lower your arms. Really, really, really slowly. Keep drinking. Lower your arms. When you get to the bottom, you will not have hiccups anymore. The reason this works as well, if you're interested, let's get a bit scientific, is because it helps you breathe naturally. Because when you're doing that, you're like... And this is why the scaring thing, apparently, this is why people say it works. Because if I really scare you, you go... Ah! <sighs> You will start breathing again normally. So next time you have the hiccups. I'll try it. Yeah. I'll give it a go and I will let you know immediately whether it's 
a, a game changer or whether you're taking me no, for a I, ride. Th- I think you're taking me for a ride right now. This is what it seems like a silly this thing. This is what everyone says. And when I've said this to friends, they said, no, you're going to throw the drink on my face or throw it down <laughs> me. <laughs> but I swear to you, it works a hundred times out of a hundred. The key is okay. to do it slowly. If you just throw your arms down, then it's not going to work. Fair enough. Okay, well, I will, I'll give it a go. But stop distracting us from why we're here. Room 101. Well, I was just trying to show that your reason of the hiccups is not... We've, we've got a traditional thing that works much better than fizzy water. I just wanted to check in with you about something. Are you one of those language learners who often thinks... Am I actually making any progress with my English? Is what I'm doing to study actually working for me? Or am I just wasting my precious time here? Well, if you think this way, then I'd like to encourage you to take action on this. Imagine how much more motivated you would be to put time and effort into your English studies if you knew that every time you studied, you would be guaranteed to be making significant progress. How much more satisfying would that be? So what do we need to do in order to find more clarity around this issue? Well, tracking your progress is a wonderful way to show evidence of your language skills having actually improved. And to track progress, the first thing you need to do is understand what level you are currently at. If you haven't taken a level assessment recently, then I highly recommend using my free test that will instantly tell you your level of English. Once you know this, you can start tracking your progress, which comes in many forms based on personal preference and your level of English. But that's a conversation for another time. For now, though, make sure you check your level of English with my free level checker, which is available over on the British English slash freebies. That is the British English slash F R E E B I E S or find it in the show notes of this episode. Good point. Yeah, good point. Okay, yeah. so it doesn't need to be there for hiccups. No. It does make the uh, meal time awkward. I would say that it does sometimes make me feel like I'm having a special meal, but I would say you could just have Prosecco or champagne if you really exactly. want to feel special. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely more special. For that reason, yeah. let's put it in room 101. Let's throw it in there. <laughs> Done. Boom. Yeah, I need a sound effect for that. Are you good at sound effects? Not really. No. <laughs> so that's number one. Fizzy water is has gone in room 101. Well done. One out of one. All right. What is your next item that you'd like to suggest to put in room 101, Martin? Okay. So I'm looking at my list again, and I'm still going to save the big one because this one as well really does get to me, which is voice messages. I just... <laughs> the The thing that really, really gets to me about them is you have to listen to people think they say for example so all right so why don't we meet at five? Oh, actually oh, i can't meet at five because i've got to go up and pick up my children from schools what about and you're thinking look just just get to the point like i haven't got time just to listen to you umming and ahhing just get to the point that's why think about what you want to say send a message and say let's meet at six 
don't let me be part of your thinking process out loud. Fair enough. I think immediately that your friends are using voice messages for the wrong form of communication. Mm. For that instance, a text is always going to work exactly. better than that. So my, yeah, go on. I mean, this, this is an extreme example, but something I have to share. My wife's aunt once left her a 15 minute voice message. Now, that is mental, isn't it? That's a podcast. That is a podcast. I've made podcasts that are shorter than that. <laughs> Wait, as a podcaster, aren't you used to voice messages? That, like, don't you like doing them yourself? For me to record them for someone else? No, never. No? I mean, the Why? only time I would ever leave a voice message, I would say in my life, I've left about three. And that's good stat to have on your tombstone <laughs> one of them was the other day actually where i was walking with my daughter my wife was texting me and i was finding it quite difficult because i was pushing the pram with one hand and i had my phone right with the other hand and i found it quite difficult so i just quickly just said look i'm walking i'll, I'll talk to you later that was one and other times i do it to one other other friend that does it to me a lot just to annoy him just so he has to listen to me thinking and i, I just do it <laughs> just do what he does to me do you ever sing happy birthday to people on their birthday a voice message happy birthday <laughs> absolutely no no i mean i would do I, I've, I've done a few videos but just yeah just the voice message nah not a silly little over the top song like i said i've done a, f a few videos and they're generally for my nieces that i do them but um no definitely not the voice message because as, as well it's just so it's annoying as well to listen to now there is the feature of you can put it to your ear so only you can hear but you know, i remember in the past and i still see people do this now which again is really annoying just playing this voice message for everyone to listen to and you're just like <laughs> yeah even just thinking about it i'm starting my blood is starting to boil um especially teenagers now and you just see them walking around like holding their phone like that and just say and you're just like what are you doing like yeah fair enough that yeah that that does happen holding it like that yeah. my partner she she holds it like that and goes around the house talking about pointless stuff to her friends mm. and they do long voice messages like your auntie yeah not quite 15 but like seven eight oh, minutes I mean, that's... but to be fair it's quite hard being in australia that's the time zone is an issue for us yeah the difference in time zones so we don't always get a chance to call each other and right. a voice message does provide a level of connection that a text doesn't okay i can see that yeah but again, a seven minute, if I just think of listening to a friend for seven, seven solid minutes. So think about you go to the pub and you're having a chat and the other person talks for seven minutes without you. Responding. Oh, I've got a lot of those friends. <laughs> I've got a lot of those un friends, unfortunately. That is a bloody long time. I even, so when I sometimes edit the podcast and I notice a stretch, I always think, God, how much do I talk? Maybe it's been like a, a minute but seven solid minutes with no response is... Well, I mean, I, I think you've been talking for seven minutes about <laughs> the fact that you don't like voice messages for 15 minutes. What else can I say about it? It's a bit like the new version of an answer phone machine. Mm. And I, as a boy, hated answer phone machines, mainly because my mum ran a business from home 
and they would always call in and they would give these long voice messages and yeah, answer phone messages and I'd have to listen to it. It wasn't like it went quiet. It would just be announced to the house. Right. It's quite weird that. Yeah. Wasn't it? Definitely. If you think about it, why not record mute? Yeah. And then you can play it back. I actually, <laughs> thinking of this, I remember a good few years ago now, a friend, a colleague of mine where I worked had recently got together with a new girl and phoned her and she didn't answer and he left let's say an x-rated voice message on her answer phone <laughs> but actually <laughs> left it on her home answer phone so her <laughs> mum and dad listened to it <laughs> relationship didn't last long so i'm not sure why <laughs> good that's very good i'm on the fence here I, how do you feel about putting voice messages that should be informative texts in Room 101? For the reason that I mentioned about having a connection with somebody far away, time zone wise. The, the time zone one is one that I think I can accept. But informative texts, I mean, like, I mean, the classic thing, you know, business, everything, keep it short. If it's an informative one of just giving me information about something that we're doing. You know, I can just put the necessary in a text like seven o'clock Friday here. See you there. If it's yeah. like you said of, you know, your friends and family that you're having difficulty talking to, then I suppose we could. But I still couldn't imagine ever wanting to listen to a seven minute voice message of of anyone <laughs> I know. I can't. There's no one. Harry and I, I think our YouTube channel, mine and Harry's started because we realized that we liked doing poo diaries so we used to talk to each other whilst we were doing <laughs> wow i mean i i love poos but literally what were you we would just update each other on our day right It'd be like a diary i thought you were updating like, on the poo like we've got quite a big one it would come quite up a big one here harry uh, so <laughs> it would definitely yeah be included right wow yeah that that was the original mm. ruin that is a that is a yeah. really good time to use your phone i must admit my wife actually gets quite annoyed with me. She actually, so maybe we've been out, like you come in, maybe both need the toilet. I go to the toilet first and then I hear like a knock on the door saying, are you actually going to the toilet or are you just playing with your phone? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> both. All right, let's, uh, for the sake of time, let's um, split this down the middle. We'll put half of the voice messages in room 101 that are unnecessary and should be formed as texts. But the uh, communication based on trying to connect with somebody, I'm going to allow to stay within our world. There we go. Okay, uh, so we've got a speed round now uh, of three minutes left for part one. So, Martin, choose wisely which one you want to bring to our attention and we can, yeah, go through it fairly quickly. What's your next one? I'm going to throw the bomb now, okay? Oh. Uh, which admittedly is quite controversial in the uh, current climate, let's say, that we live, which is the monarchy, okay? I just oh. think... I, I actually think now is the perfect time to get rid of it because, you know, Queen Elizabeth, great woman, the longest ever serving one. No one's ever going to get to that again. So I think now we should say, look, it's 2022, this idea of a family that you're just born into the family and you immediately have 
one of the most important positions, if not the most important position in the whole country. The idea of it just goes to your son, we need to get rid of. I mean, even so, the head of state, you know, that's fine. But just the fact that you get that for being just born into a family is just so wrong in my opinion it is you, you imagine yeah, so like, extreme nepotism yeah, at, at it's you know that there is no better example of it is there i don't know let's say let's say i'm a doctor okay and then it's like okay well i'm retiring so my son can just have the job don't worry he, <laughs> he's fine he's my son <laughs> yes, like it's that's very true just, yeah it doesn't match the no, personality necessarily it's just crazy and the fact that then like you have to say things like your majesty your highness and and bow like like this person's like on some kind of level above just for being born into another family is the thing with you know some people that have like huge success in life and you think like wow like if if i ever met that person i'd be like oh my god and there are people like that but they've earned that other people, I don't want to mention names here, they've just literally been born into a different family. It's like, it's, and it's just so wrong. It just, it, it really winds me up. Good point. Definitely a good point. Yeah. The obvious one that people kind of retort with is, you know, tourism and that. It brings in a bit more money, maybe. We don't really know. I don't know if people have done true research mm, on well, that. I think it's difficult to. And there are like, so the things I read, obviously, like republic.org, show stats that show the complete opposite of that but i don't that you can't really do like an actual proper study no yeah but one thing i did want to ask you is wouldn't you be afraid of the fact that boris johnson was the head of state effectively if the queen wasn't there to veto stuff that he would put through that's why i said you still can have a head of state but just not so someone else to veto someone like boris johnson but then how do we choose that head of state? So, for example, in Italy, they have a head of state. They have like a prime minister and a head of state that basically uh. does the same as the Queen. Nothing is just there to maybe veto something, which I don't think has ever happened. But he's elected. It's not just, well, my dad or my mum was really good. So then, so I got the job. Yeah. The other thought I had was... Most politicians, they start off with the right mindset of, you know, I want to make this country great again. And then once they get involved, they get mixed up with the politics of it all. And then they end up being fairly similar to the people at the top that they felt were rubbish. That kind of system of bringing somebody into it kind of ruins that person. Whereas if you're born into it straight away and, and there's no argument, it's a bit more of a a lottery as to whether that person will be a good person or not. I mean, it's probably going to be a spoiled twat. <laughs> <laughs> so the lottery, is that the good thing then of like, oh, this is a lottery. Like, how's this going to end? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, like for my niece, there's these presents that you can buy where you don't know what's in it because it's like a lottery. So you get them a present and it's it's kind of like what's in here. So same same kind of logic i suppose like oh how's he gonna do oh let's let's have a look <laughs> yeah i think that's what's kind of exciting about it <laughs> and and the public love to moan about the political leaders and yet mm. we don't really moan about i mean queen elizabeth was a lovely human from yeah, what we understand no doubt. and this is what I, I want to underline 
no problem with well i wouldn't say any of them after what was his name charles's brother was what's his name philip oh andrew andrew he had a bit of uh yeah so i wasn't gonna i was going to say they're all really nice but (laughs) he was sort of caught up in some let's say not very nice stuff but so especially queen elizabeth yeah great person and i think the reason it sounds horrible but she was great is because she was never there was never any scandal any no news she was just you know doing her stuff and that and that was great so yeah great person no doubt about it yeah i saw online that one in five people want to abolish the monarchy in great britain and then i thought about all of the people that queue up for her jubilee the moments that we celebrated queen elizabeth and they were loving it they absolutely loved that day and when they were on the tv they were talking about it in such positive ways that it feels almost mean to take it away from those people you'd be taking the joy from them and you're only one in five i don't know (laughs) that's a valid point but i also think things have to change don't they at some point like things do change so like i don't know in rome when if you say like well we had the Colosseum and all of those people were watching people get murdered in the Colosseum, they were so happy they were jumping and they were loving it how are we going to stop letting animals eat these people like at some point it has to change that's a great point yeah yeah but to end on a serious note where are we going to put all the bunting that we've accumulated over the years that's a a valid point as well um (laughs) i'm not sure how to respond to that one (laughs) but the more important one the crown jewels what will we do with them i think maybe the british museum has stolen so much stuff from other countries maybe we could give that to some other countries just to even things up a bit really nice point I mean, I think you've argued your case pretty well. If I wasn't the host of this Room 101 right now, I'd probably deny it. But you've made a better point than I have, I think. So I'm going to allow it into Room 101 for you. There we go. Excellent. Thanks. And I hope someone's listening because, like I said, now is the time because Queen Elizabeth was fantastic. 70 years, the longest ever serving queen or whatever now's the time it's been a great we've had a great run now's the time let's hope to change let's hope king charles doesn't listen to this (laughs) just even that sounds so wrong though doesn't it king charles that sounds so wrong. sounds pretty good for me though (laughs) good point actually yeah didn't think about that yeah and my mother is called elizabeth oh really wow (laughs) i can't believe i've put it in room 101 maybe i want to get him out so i can become king There we go. Okay, so that is the end of part one. We're going to go on to part two and three where we get into some more styles of Room 101 and, yeah, have some fun with some suggestions that celebrities have made over the years. But if you are here just for part one, then thank you very much for listening and we will see you next week. Uh, If you wanted to go and check out Martin's podcast, it's called Rock and Roll English and we will be doing an episode on his show about this panel show called room 101 so you could check that one out as well the links will be in the show notes but yeah thank you very much martin thanks a lot john it's been a pleasure all right i'll see you in part two we will leave it there for part one of today's episode thank you very much for listening up to this point if you did want to listen to part two and part three of this conversation then you can head over to the british english podcast.com and check out the premium podcast or academy memberships 
The premium podcast gives you access to the full conversation along with extended glossaries, transcripts and flashcards, whereas the Academy gives you all of that plus exclusive videos and audios for the season-based episodes explaining the vocabulary, exampling them, giving you quizzes, writing assignments and weekly speaking classes on Zoom. But if you were just here for part one of this conversation, then I thank you very much for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed the show. Do grab that free worksheet by clicking the link in the show notes. My name's Charlie and I will see you next week on the British English Podcast. <laughs>